All right, welcome back to a, another episode of Provoking Pod. Pod. I'm Hannah. And I hope you know my name by now. So Hannah and Julie, back at it another week. Another spazzy episode. <laughs> Actually, though. Sp- spicy, not spazzy. <laughs> spicy. <laughs> your week what you been up to this week was pretty jam-packed actually mm. not that anything is like necessarily opening up but like i'm more open to going out a little bit mm-hmm. like not like with people but like doing little chores on my own same yeah so my mom had bought like a package of private pilates and oh cool she never went <laughs> and nor does she want to go yeah she told me that she couldn't really like ease into the instructor's voice aren't you a big voice person like that's one of the first things that you notice exactly like i notice it it doesn't like bother me like she speaks like conglish korean and english and mm so i was like oh she kind of has like that saturi accent like she has a busan Busan accent yeah but my mom was just saying that she couldn't focus on the workout because she's so focused on her voice (laughs) so i was like okay Okay. So I did that mm. and learned so much about like just posture. And you know those foam rollers? I recommend uh-huh. lay on it the long way. Oh, so that it's parallel to, to your spine. Your... Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. And make sure your head is like leaning off of it. Uh-huh. And stay like that for 5 minutes. And so really like bringing that neck back and kind of putting it back to place quote unquote yeah but also when you text a lot your shoulders fold in so doing that type of stretch would help your posture a lot whoa mm-hmm. that's so funny i'm literally obsessed with posture and chiropractor videos yes. right now <laughs> because i think it's just so satisfying and now i just want to be cracked like a glow stick other than that you guys my friends are all so gifted in the golf aspect <laughs> well we i have like uh, a Hannah Woods and a Luke Woods and a Richie Woods and a DJK Woods and a Raymond Woods. Oh, are all my friends so good at golf? I really thought I was getting better during quarantine, but I feel like I'm like at square one. But you have to start somewhere. Nah, but you guys are really good. OMG. Well, you know that I won my fifth grade golf tournament. What? Yeah, I used to play a lot. No, you didn't tell me this. Yeah, and so I guess I just never really forgot it because I was just so scarred. (gasps) Yeah, I eventually quit because I was just yelled at a bit too much Mm. by my coach, aka my dad. (laughs) So now that we've been picking it back up and we're all adults it's more fun for sure so speaking of my dad actually it was his birthday this past week he's 54 now and my (laughs) sister pointed out that next year we can put him in a retirement home oh my god And that make that, that just makes me laugh so hard because oh I still view him as being like 35. And another thing that happened this week was one of our friends Becky is moving to Hawaii. Shaka bruh. Yeah. 
shoots and <laughs> you bet we had a cry sesh yeah just getting together and actually getting deep with my friends it's been a while since we've actually told each other how much we appreciate each other and mm. so it really got me thinking i'm just so thankful to god mm. for our group of friends our lives like there's so much that i feel like i've been complaining about and this hangout was kind of realizing just how blessed we are so nice little get away yeah other than that i've been so busy i feel like everything is picking up which i kind of love but also i'm still trying to figure out how to manage it within quarantine because i don't know if you guys know this but i like to spread myself very thin and so we have our podcast i have two jobs i manage two music groups on top of working out and spending time with my family and i'm starting to realize that ooh, your girl doing a lot so i am trying to figure out how to like better time manage yes so that was kind of my week but we want to introduce you guys to a very special guest this week. Hannah and I both met Christian like December of 2019. She just kind of moved from New York mm-hmm. and she's one of our few friends that is married and she is also an older sister. Yeah. So Christian, do you want to maybe introduce yourself? I'm super nervous for no reason. Okay. Um, hello. My name is Christian. I moved to LA almost two years now, which is crazy. Because what? Albert's and I's anniversary is in September and we moved. Yes. OMG. Yeah. Your wedding anniversary is a Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> Are you is this the co-star app? <laughs> like what is happening? Um, but yeah, I moved here almost two years now. I am currently a TA. Well, I just finished my undergrad in speech pathology. So I'm figuring out what I'm going to do in the future. Like all of us, honestly. Yes. (laughs) Do you have any hobbies? (laughs) (laughs) Let's ask you all the like, yeah. Yes. Um, Well, I started doing this when COVID hit, like procreate, like art. Oh, yeah. I started doing that for a bit. Well, what was your inspiration for that? (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) That's when I got my iPad and then I wanted to use procreate. Yeah, you guys, guess who did Purgogi Pod's cover photo? Oh, <laughs> it was Christian. <laughs> no way. That was actually no my first way. one that got the inspiration to start. All right, there we go. It. There's the yeah, answer. There's the answer. Was that what you're looking for? That's, that's you she wanted. knew. <laughs> she knew. She was like, yes, I am the reason. <laughs> No, Julie knew because <laughs> she knew. Hannah knew what I was talking about. And then you were oh. like, oh, yeah, I got an iPad. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that could have been your inspiration. <laughs> so as you saw the title, we will be talking about personalities today. And honestly, Hannah and I are just too similar. Yeah. I mean, we've been told by our friends that they listen to the episodes and they're like, dude, I didn't realize like how similar you guys were. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely wanted to get somebody in here that was honestly like very, very different from us and had like Mm -hmm. a different upbringing. I told Hannah this before. I think Christian will be great because I think our answers to every single question will be different from mine. (laughs) So to prepare for this episode, uh, we actually took two assessments that are fairly popular, well-known. The first one, MBTI, the 16 personalities, Myers-Briggs. And then the Enneagram, which it's just like so much that it's not as 
talked about, I would say. So just a disclaimer on all of the tests that we took. I'm always a little bit hesitant to give so much weight to our results because ultimately we're self-evaluating. And I think that something I caught on to was the fact that I would answer as the person I wanted to be rather than mm-hmm. the person I actually am. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, you know, I'm a leader and I'm organized. <laughs> but in reality, about 50% of results they say are inaccurate, which is kind of crazy but i think it's good in knowing kind of a base yeah for everything yeah. like i think a lot of the times you you know you kind of know how you are you mm-hmm. just never know which words to use for it yeah. mm-hmm. and i think these tests for me provided vocabulary yes right to just des- to help me describe my personality also a disclaimer so for example like the mbti there are 16 personalities right mm-hmm. so everyone's categorized into one of the 16 either one of you could have been an enfj right but the fact is we wouldn't be the same enfj because what if i was a 99 percent e and you were a 51 percent e and like the percentages change yeah right. so christian what did you get i got i n f j t so that's the advocate oh i'm an enfp t which is the campaigner and i got enfj a which is the protagonist do you take it often so i took it once in high school and i got the same exact thing except okay. i was an a at the end, not a T. Assertive. The T stands are turbulent. Yeah. And I think it's because I moved to LA. In New York when I took it, everything had to like go the way I wanted it to. Mm. And I was super just aggressive in those areas. But then once I moved out here, there were just so many like life problems that occurred. And I was just so stressed out by them. And I realized like there's nothing I can do. I just got to mm-hmm. go with a flow sometimes. I honestly don't like the word turbulent because it makes me feel <laughs> like I'm an unstable person. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever. Which I think I partially am. Yeah. But I don't like a test telling yeah. me that I'm... <laughs> So yeah, so Christian's an INFJT, mm-hmm. Hannah, you're an ENFPT, and I am an ENFJ. We're all different, mm-hmm. what do you even call them? Personality types, yeah. But what about the other tests? So the Enneagrams, which is based off of emotions, yes. actually. And it basically tells you how you view the world and what particular core beliefs you have about how the world works. So what is your Enneagram type, Christian? So mine is type six wing four so the six is known as the skeptic Mm -hmm. and the four is the individualist yes i am an enneagram type three which is the achiever with a wing two which is the giver so i got a type seven which is the enthusiast oh i could so see that (laughs) right with my the wing being the challenger i can also yeah me too how close were the percentages for those two it was two percentages off so mine were were very close yeah mine were very close so i was like you're both mine was 99 and 84 so like wait whoa you were 99 Yeah, so I was 99 type 6. And I totally forgot we took another, the love languages. What did you get for that? I got quality time and physical touch. Were you always a quality time and physical touch? Um, no. I don't think so. I think I was always quality time. But with the physical touch, I was never. It was on my bottom. Mm. Like, it was my last one. Like, I did not like that. Dude, I relate to this hard. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I oddly relate to it too. Like yeah. oddly, it's. But I think it's just in my personality. When I got married, I was just like, oh, okay, we're 
in it till we die so you know my, <laughs> like, my personality changed that way and albert mm. can attest to it too like when we were dating i was, he was like you were so cold like i would not reply to his text often and i just didn't like any physical touch <laughs> oh, but then it's like now after he's like, whoa you're mm. mad like clingy now dude my physical touch do you guys want to guess the percentage out of a hundred <laughs> like you know how all five have to equal to a hundred nine twenty three do you give hugs to your friends? I so I think I'm an I'm a big hugger, but when the hugs linger, I'm like mm. like I think I'm a hugger. Okay, well, when I say I'm a hugger, it means I'll hug people with one arm, but like <laughs> our side bo- hug, that's like cordial. Like, yeah, hello. yeah, uh, our bodies won't touch. <laughs> sure. Just your arm? Yeah, it's literally just an yeah, arm. That's not a hug. That's a pat. That's a pat. <laughs> Yeah, so physical touch is definitely my lowest, but quality time for me actually mm-hmm. was the highest. I'm, I'm really interested to see what my dominant love language is like when I get married. Mm. Because even dating, I was always gifts for my love language. And then over, I would say the past for sure, maybe like three years, it's become acts of service yep acts of service and then gifts so clearly we all have different love languages different enneagrams different myers-briggs i am very curious to see what your perfect day would entail so my perfect day would just be like getting up in the morning being able to do like run all my errands which is like you know making sure the house is clean take care of the dogs very like mundane stuff having lunch with my husband and just like having a super chill day Mm -hmm. and then maybe in the like late afternoon having like friends over eating talking watching movie and then that would be it like it's very chill i think it's super special that you find so much contentment with the mundane tasks because i think that's something i like really want to kind of like work on is finding joy in the simple things you know it's great to have those like big days or big events to look forward to but they happen once in a while and so to honestly have your perfect day be like (laughs) normal like i think that's amazing but i think it's like it just takes a lot of energy going out also i stress about what i wear it's like are we gonna eat a lot of food if we are i'm gonna wear some pants (laughs) yes but i don't want to look like a hobo so (laughs) like all these pair of sweatpants yeah Yeah, like the the fashionable ones yeah yeah like i don't know so i think it's just so stressful for me to think about leaving the house (laughs) moving on to my perfect day i would say a lot of times i like don't get a good night's rest and this past night i actually got a full eight hours which is crazy for me because the night before i spent four hours watching chiropractor videos just why um i why sound good though it's just so satisfying like i feel like i get into these weird very very niche youtube me (laughs) do Oh my gosh, this just brings me back to one of the guys that I went on a couple dates with. <laughs> I don't know how we got to this topic, but we were sitting and he was like, oh, like, like what do you watch on YouTube? And, you know, I oh was God. I was just like talking about it and I was like, what do you watch? And he was like, do you ever watch like head massage videos? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. And he goes, look up Baba the Cosmic Barber. <laughs> 
if you guys are into like ASMR and all that, I guess. But yeah, just just you know, weird things we all get into. <laughs> oh my gosh! But going back to <laughs> my perfect day of full night's rest and hot yoga, that just like gets me started on the right foot and iced americano you know and then i love a good picnic and so just having good convos with friends people watching taking photos and listening to amazing music so the internet glass animals frank ocean probably some tiktok songs and after the picnic i would definitely go watch the sunset you know, bring a close to the day and move on to the nighttime where I'll mm. spend time with family. And when we get together, it's just like so goofy and we just like have laugh attacks. You know, when you're like mm-hmm. on the floor, like crying, laughing, and you just can't breathe. Like that happens all the time with my family. And so, yeah, just something like that. But little story, I guess. Another guy that I was on a date with. <laughs> I realized that it was my ideal day because we met up, went to Trader Joe's, picked Uh out a bunch of food. He came super duper prepared with, he was like, I have a speaker, I have a cooler, I have a blanket to sit on. We went to Echo Park and literally people watched, like made fun of the photography people setting up shop and we queued up a bunch of music, right? And he was waiting for renegade renegade and that's when he gave me like first kiss was when <laughs> he like specifically planned it he specifically planned it because he cued the song and he was like dude why is it taking so long to get to that song for me something i've noticed about my personality when taking all these tests was practicality mm. so i'm gonna do like a perfect day like still going to work oh so <laughs> I would wake up to the sun shining on my face. That's very important. Or my dog's licking my face. (laughs) Super cute. And then I would have probably already had my clothes picked out. So just changing into that super quickly. Um, And then just on my way to work, I would pick up some star boobs. Star boobs. But you know, sometimes when like people are just like so kind and generous, they pay for you. Like the car in front of you and It'll the drive forward. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I would experience that. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> would pay, my, pay for my coffee. And then I would just be at work being my silly self. Like those laugh attack moments we would definitely have in the office. And then like sometime after lunch, I would take a little walk to get some vitamin D, but also a Georgetown cupcake or a Ruffles queso bag of chips from 76 and then of course you have to include the workout just box my heart out and then listen to some relaxing r&b oh and this is very important too while i'm driving home the you know los angeles sky would be pink and orange that cotton candy you know just super like you know kalani's like the album cover like Mm -hmm. like that that type of vibes on the freeway sitting in traffic and then coming home watching a rom-com or chick flick on netflix or HBO, or Stars, or Disney Plus, <laughs> or YouTube, and falling asleep to that. Aww. That would be my perfect day. So I was listening to both of you guys, and I realized like we have our own perfect days, and like mine's very much staying at home, and you guys are going out. But do you think like as much as you know your personality, do you think pe- other people perceive 
your personality as you do i think they do i think a lot of people realize how outgoing and like not at home i am Mm -hmm. because after work i would meet up with two three groups of people two hours at a time just like stack 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 and that's partially why i live in my car is because i have outfits and things ready if my friends were like oh like do you want to go out today and i'm like okay well i'm not going back home so we're gonna hang out in la until it's time to go out so i do think actually people perceive me the way that i kind of view myself Mm -hmm. but i guess i do need my time to like recharge and especially because of quarantine i can only do like three things a week i would say outside of working yes and then I'm exhausted. Like my social battery runs out, even if it's just a Zoom call. What about you? I think in terms of like being introverted, like everyone has that label of like, oh, they're super quiet. But I think for me, it, it's very different where I feel like I've gotten more extroverted just because I served in the church and I kind of had to be. But I realized when I tell people I'm introverted with some people that are also very kind of closed off, they're like, oh, I understand. Mm. But then people that are very extroverted towards me, I'm extroverted back. I think that comes to like the type six where I need to feel secure. So if you don't make me feel secure Mm. that your intentions with me is to get to know me as a person other than like work or church or like, you know, like those labels, like I have to be nice because I'm in church or like I have to be nice because I'm at work. You know, like Mm. I feel like I catch on really quickly of just, oh, they're just being nice because they have to or like they want to get to know me like the difference so i think like it really depends but in one of our church like gatherings you were the first one actually to like talk to me that's true the first actually words. yeah i think i saw you and i was like she looks like a person that would want to have a relationship mm. you know like i'm very much like that too like i just like catch on very quickly with who i also want so like i'm very like okay i'll try but then if i don't get anything back or i don't feel like i want to i'm just like no This question is kind of difficult because I think the way people view me is the same as the way I view myself. But if I'm an apple, they know I'm an apple, but they don't know that I'm like a Fuji apple. So, okay, so my personality, I'm the enthusiast and the challenger, right? I think I know that people know that I'm competitive. I just don't think they know like how competitive Oh, um, and in like what ways. And for like the whole enthusiast part too, like, and I think this is like a me thing where I I can't really process the negative emotions. So they don't ever think about, oh, Julie could be sad or Julie could be like mm. upset or Julie might not want to do it. Because you have Because I'm always so happy it. and I'm always so, or I come off like always so down to do things and so happy and positive. Well, I'm kind of viewing it as like, if you're not able to process your own negative emotions, then there's no way that other people will be like, oh, yeah. maybe she's feeling down today. Yeah. So definitely something I could work on being emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. of all my negative emotions. Mm. Right. But on the flip side, what is something you wouldn't want to change about yourself? This is a hard question, honestly. I think this kind of speaks to my Myers-Briggs personality is I really, really value getting to know people on like a very deep level. And so I really do like the fact that I care deeply and like how emotionally connected I am to people because yeah, I know everyone's like, oh, I hate small talk. (laughs) I think small talk is super necessary, but Mm. I will say 
I value the deeper relationship yeah. more. But that also speaks to why I have such trouble with like birthday parties <laughs> because I have like 20 different friends that don't really all know each other. Oh, mm. I see, I see. And so it's really like hard to mix. And because a lot of my friendships they're based off of different things like some friends i have common music tastes with some friends we like to go to art galleries some friends we go to church together it's very hard to find like a common ground i would mm. say yeah like on the common ground <laughs> <laughs> um i think like backstory when i was in new york i felt like i was just not in like a negative way but i just felt like i was in a good place like i didn't really need to change anything mm. but then when i moved out to la i felt like there are good things in that season that need to change for the future and so i think this was hard because it's like i want to change many things about my personality mm-hmm. just because of the season i'm in but right now i wouldn't change the fact that when i don't like somebody it's very clear but not in a mean way it's <laughs> yeah. just like I will have these walls where it is just small talk, nothing more. And that's not to say like, oh, you don't like deserve my like friendship, but it's more like kind of like what I said before, like I can feel who I want my friends to be. In New York, I just felt like I needed to be friends with everyone because I need to be like, hmm this good Christian person that's super friendly with everyone. But I just ended up getting super exhausted right it's like spreading yourself thin yeah Yeah. that's funny because i would describe mine kind of the complete opposite from yours where um i think something i wouldn't want to change about myself is the fact that i'm very optimistic and i'm very futuristic Mm. like you just intertwine those a little bit too like i'm very optimistic about the future and i too used to i was the type of person that really wanted to have a good relationship with everybody like mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily need to be your friend but if i see you like at school i want to be able to say hi and like how's your day right, right. So that, that's small talk right and then going to school in new york actually made me realize i don't got time for everybody mm-hmm. and not everybody is going to allow me to be the optimistic person that i am and i don't see everybody in in my future so yeah it's kind of the opposite for me like going to new york you come in LA, you have that realization. Me going to New York, I think my freshman year, like I think like it was all meant to be. Mm. Like I feel like, I don't think I was a pushover ever, but I would have definitely, for me, been a little too nice for my liking if mm. I stayed here, I think. So question for both of you. Have you guys ever felt like you're a people pleaser for me like i just get anxiety if i know somebody doesn't like me like Mm. i feel like i won't really do anything i'll just be like oh why don't they like me oh my gosh i'm like that too yeah because it's like i think like did i do something to upset you yeah something wrong but if i didn't do anything wrong and if you don't like me that's fine but for me it's like i also like when people confront me because i know like i'm flawed i don't want to label you but Mm -hmm. you know being an introvert like would you ever be the one to confront them it depends how close i am it's interesting i am introverted but i grew up with so many siblings 
So you needed to confront certain things. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't confronted, it was just so much tension in the house. And like, we just needed to learn that. But it's like, I feel like so many people have such a negative view on like confrontation. It's like, no, you're you're confronting (gasps) them because you want to further your relationship and pass this hurdle. Right. That's why you confront them, you know? Freshman year. Yeah. um, I ran for Casa Freshman Rep. Uh-huh. And that was the first election in my life that I have lost. And the reason I didn't get it was because in the interview, I said I was a confrontational person. And the president took it in a negative way. But like, that's not what being yeah. confrontational is. I can understand. Like for me, at least like in my perspective, it's I'm so introverted where if I don't feel like my relationship with you needs to go further, I have no desire to talk to you because mm. like I don't want to put myself in that situation. But if I just want to further my relationship with somebody, then I'll confront them because it's yeah. like, I want you to know you're important in my life. And from there, I feel like that also New Yorker comes in where it's like from that confrontation, we'll see where it goes. Listening to you talk about what kind of ways you deal with conflict, like I am one of the biggest avoiders mm-hmm. and it's something that... I, I honestly like get anxious about whenever I'm like, oh, I need to tell someone, you know, something that's up or something that's wrong. I kind of freak out because I guess I've never really had successful mm. situations where the confrontation has worked out either because mm-hmm. of the way that I said it or because of the way that, you know, the other mm-hmm. person reacted to it. So it's just learning how to maneuver where the other person doesn't get defensive. Right. And it's just like, laying out that foundation like hey you're not wrong i'm not wrong but my feelings got hurt oh my yeah. gosh. but with what you said about the people i do care about and the people that i want to maintain a relationship with i actually think i find it more difficult to confront mm. oh. for me so i guess it's the opposite from you again yeah. because <laughs> it's the opposite because i yeah like i don't know like if i fought with hannah like i don't know i, w- I would want to make sure i curate the perfect way to say it Mm. because she means so much and i don't i truly don't want to hurt her feelings and want her to know it's from like the purest intentions whereas if it's somebody i'm not really close to zero anxiety so like my thought process is confrontation is such a vulnerable thing wouldn't you want to in some way like experience that with your friend and like grow in that way so i think i think about it like that as a positive just because me being confrontational only came when all of my siblings started to mature more Mm. where we would all be like okay i'm sorry we would be very just like whatever but then once we got older we realized like oh these are like deep-rooted things that we're still hurt by we need to confront it so we don't fight in the future we still talk in the future Uh, i don't (laughs) even know how to respond like i feel like i'm literally taking that all in because i think about i guess like how i grew up and i never confronted my sister or like even my parents about things like that i was hurt by honestly my parents would always be like just say sorry just say sorry and i think that because of that i always just want to move past things but maybe i need to start confronting things more (laughs) i think for me i will correct myself on next week's episode if my sister says otherwise but i think the way my sister and i like our levels of emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. and the way we confront is just so different Mm -hmm. like that's why i don't know like i'm assuming like it was successful like maybe at first it wasn't but you and your sisters at some point were able to collectively have some system right of communicating and confronting one another i would say ours is also kind of more of a 
habitual. I don't know. Like I almost like want to press a restart. So now that we've talked about who we are, I kind of just want to get into why we are the way that we are. Because Mm -hmm. I mean, there's always been that debate nature versus nurture but i think Mm. it's no either or it's not black or white it's definitely both a combination of your environmental factors and your genes but like why do you guys think that you are the way that you are for me i had three big factors of why i am introverted and then there's another factor for my love language So for me being introverted and just like me needing that security, I came from a big family. Like I already had my, I guess like group. I didn't really need anybody else. And I didn't challenge myself to go outside of my family just because there was just so many of us. How how many siblings? You have six Six siblings? So uh, including me. So I have three younger siblings, an older sister and older brother. Oh. wow yeah so big family and also i was homeschooled oh so like we were all homeschooled at one point but then they just went to public school but i just had a really hard time adjusting i had a lot of social anxiety like i would literally just be home because i was also very sick like i would always just be sick sick oh. like me sophomore year sick yeah like, like tonsillitis i just like always got the flu and i was just like throwing up like it was just bad so it's like it was just realistic for me just to be homeschooled because i I would miss so much school Mm -hmm. and then third is we used to move a lot i moved so much that i just didn't feel the need to create intimate relationships with people knowing that Mm -hmm. i was just gonna move and then for my love language it is like quality time and that's big just because like i spent so much time with my sisters it's so interesting, Christian, like actually hearing about your upbringing and learning like how much you moved because I moved around two, three times when I was younger because my dad was in the military. And I almost think it's kind of like the opposite in that I guess because you had like a big family and you didn't really feel the need for like intimate relationships mm-hmm. because I assume like you viewed things as kind of short term. Yeah, I think. For me, because I lacked a lot of those intimate relationships, now I'm so extroverted because I was just forced to because I wouldn't make friends otherwise. Mm. So that's the thing. My sister is like that. Oh. So I think like you can have all these big factors in your life, but everyone will react to it differently. Uh-huh. Yes. And I think that's the biggest thing because in my family, I'm the most introverted. Oh. So my, my other siblings, like even when we moved, they all had like these best friends. But like I was just like best friend they only could be your best friend for one year (laughs) we're gonna leave leave, (laughs) i think one thing that a lot of my current friends know me for is the fact that when i moved in fourth grade i had recently gone to a hannah montana concert (laughs) my name is hannah and i kind of like wanted people to remember my name and so i wore the hannah montana concert shirt that was like bright yellow and it was like hannah montana on one side miley cyrus on the other you know like who's who like (laughs) (laughs) and so that's something that people always bring up (laughs) because they're just like dude that is so like ridiculous but i will say it worked like people remembered my name people remembered who i am like yeah yeah, it worked so you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do to stand out i will say another thing that really deeply affected me is the fact that i was brainwashed by my parents just like their expectations i guess of me Mm -hmm. it turned 
from their expectations of me into my expectations of myself and so I remember in first grade I was put like in the gate program which is the gifted and talented <gasps> you education were in gate? yeah I always wanted to be in gate <laughs> yeah I was that kid so I had that really competitive spirit especially in academics from a very early age and coming to my new school district it was so competitive i think it really honestly like beat down on my confidence a little bit i didn't Mm. feel like the studying and the education really came naturally and so i would just dedicate a lot of time to it and so i think that's why i kind of like struggled i guess socially a little bit i didn't realize it in the moment like in high school because i had kind of built-in friends from like my dance team and church and whatnot but I guess it really came out like in college when I realized I forgot how to make friends like I knew when I had to move in first grade and when I had to move in fourth grade but after that I never had to make really new friends and even with my extrovertedness and me thinking that I'm a leader that came from my dad he was Mm. always like you're perfect like you're number one and those things obviously are good like you want your child to think that they can like have the world but we kind of actually talked about this during quarantine the fact that maybe those expectations were too high and so because i felt like i would never really reach that potential i would self-sabotage a lot Mm -hmm. so quarantine you know gold lining yeah (laughs) gold lining is that We have the time, energy, and space to really, like, dig up on our past and understand just everything that's, like, shaped us. So for me, I think with the whole Enneagram aspect of being a challenger and an enthusiast definitely comes from both my parents. They are both very, very extroverted and very, very profession focused. So I think growing up, everything was always like for your future and what do you want to do and that success and stability from that profession. And that's just really funny about what you said. I Mm -hmm. was definitely brainwashed, but also, yeah, like I'm almost kind of thinking, trying to think now, like, did I really want to run for student council in the fourth grade? Or was that something my parents wanted? And it's like somehow tricked my brain into thinking like, oh that's what i want and so that's what i did literally up until college right wow that's crazy because that fourth grade one i definitely remember i didn't want to do it and so my parents they both came to school with me and put up the posters with me and i remember i was giving the speech and i was so nervous that i mean luckily i had great friends and like my classmates were like making funny faces like i remember like that's why even now sometimes i think i give off this image that i'm a natural at public speaking and i'm a natural at this but i don't i don't really think i am a natural i think like you said exercising it's a muscle that i've exercised from such a young age because my parents wanted that from me like that's why i'm good at it now but do you think over time like you said you had good memories that fourth grade because you got that good memory do you think moving forward without your parents help you did that because you had such a positive reaction to that yeah so i think initially was what my parents wanted from me and yeah because of those good memories it it became what i want but what i want is also what what my parents want Mm, okay so then i kind of dissolved that into like it being a part of my personality yeah it's weird and when you mentioned how like you and your sister took 
the situation differently. Mm-hmm. I also don't want to speak for my sister because we never really talked about it. But I think, at least for me, that's why I value what my dad says so much more because I didn't I didn't really grow up with him because he was in a different country. And so everything that he wants from me, I I think I do it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also where my competitiveness comes in because my parents were so focused on their profession. It was like, what can I do to grab their attention and like, Keep you know, it. make them proud and yeah. We're also very like showy people in terms of like, you know, my emotions, like you can tell when I'm happy and when I'm sad, they're also very like that. So like I can tell when my dad's like super, super happy and my mom is super, super happy and proud of me. So like wanting to do things so that I could get that emotion out of them. And then as for my love language, gifts and acts of service is Mm -hmm. very intertwined. Like I equate gifts to an act Mm -hmm. of service because you You went went out. out, Yeah, you went out of your way to get me this gift, especially if the gift has meaning Mm-hmm. and i could use it of some sort it's an act of service mm-hmm. so to my future boyfriend <laughs> gifts and acts of service <laughs> will earn you lots of brownie points so Aww. yeah so would you yeah. say that you take after your dad more than your mom but they're very similar oh okay so both yeah i will say that me and my dad are actually super duper similar loki i'll be having conversations with him and i think we're the same person sometimes (laughs) because he's the oldest sibling had to like really like work his booty off in order to really like bring our entire family out of like honestly poverty Mm. and i think because of that like hard work mentality and being like i'm the one like i'm the chosen one to really (laughs) lift our family out of this i've kind of like taken that on and even how i have 30 different interests and know a little bit about everything and you can kind of i would say like put me in a room and i can find some commonalities that is exactly how my dad is and that's actually why my mom liked my dad was she said she could pick him up out of a room like she can put him in any situation and he could make conversation is your mom like that i think my mom is super duper outgoing actually Mm -hmm. yeah no yeah so like you guys have both explained like how your parents are and you guys have actually shared like they're pretty similar i wanted to ask do you think that opposites attract or no the initial answer is yes however i would consider the whole compatibility part like a separate thing yeah like because i was thinking about myself and i'm weirdly in social settings drawn to very introverted people i don't know it's like satisfying to Uh (laughs) basically like go bother somebody who doesn't want to be bothered (laughs) but i'm the opposite i think i like going to extroverted people but i feel like i can have an in-depth conversation yeah like i know you said like you think small talk is important but like for me i just like it makes me feel uncomfortable but then if you were to ask me something like super deep i have to think about it right i can take my time thinking about it and then in that time i can lead it to something else but then when i think of okay but if i were to get into a relationship with this person Mm -hmm. like would it really work out because i think although i'm attracted to that i expect like extroverted characteristics from this introvert Mm. and i'm sure there's somebody out there who is an extroverted introvert who is fit for my personality and that's where the whole disclaimer you know part comes in that we said in the very beginning just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you're like 100 percent introvert mm-hmm. so i think for me 
the overall answer is yes i also think like yes opposites do attract just because of albert i think there needs to be a good balance because i think there are moments when extroverts can burn themselves out but also introverts like i've seen it in our marriage too where like if i'm not told to leave the house sometimes there's one period of time where i didn't leave the house for two weeks and i didn't talk to anybody and then albert was like that's so unhealthy for you i think that balance is really needed but i do think there are things that you do need to be similar in for us our morals are very similar we both have a lot of passion for things and i think that initially attracted me to him too and just even little things just like how we also like to spend some of our time and we both love movies oh yeah so i think there needs to be some common ground in terms of very lighthearted things but also very serious things bro i just got some flashbacks <laughs> to like dating app days because i found myself really attracted to people who had similar interests to me mm-hmm. but then that was it there wasn't much underneath the surface it was just like oh like we can only talk about music and fashion and mm-hmm. sneakers for so long before you kind of just like it's like i don't i don't care about mm-hmm. those things <laughs> i mean just talking about i guess if i think opposites attract i agree with you you really do need like your morals and your ultimate foundational values to align i think but one thing i see in my parents relationship is my dad is such a big picture like dreamer idealist whereas my mom is like very practical like kind of holds the Mm. house down Mm. and it's funny because i'm like my dad and my sister is like my mom and so sometimes in me and my sister's conversations my sister will be like wait but think practically why are you you know doing all these like things when you don't really like see a future in it or like what is the reason that like you're really acting the way that you are whereas i'm like oh like you know i could do this and i could do that and but she's someone that like really grounds me and i think i need that in my future relationship as well and then i guess it's honestly just about balance i feel like i'm always saying that but i'm really trying to shift my thinking from being so black and white to there's gray area yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to really just compromise, I guess, mm-hmm. and bring certain elements of each other out in a relationship. This is too complex. It really is. It is. It's because you're dealing with someone that's constantly changing too. Like we talked about, I guess, the good and bad of just understanding each other within our differences. But do you think there are still some things because of your own personality that you just can't understand about a different personality? Like, or a different trait from somebody else. Like, I love extroverted people. I love them. But I don't understand the concept of, like, hanging out to recharge. Or, like, I need to... Like, you know, like, introverts (laughs) are like, I need to go home. I need to recharge at home. But some people are like, I need to go out. I feel restless. I need to recharge with my friends. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, you're using energy to get more energy? (laughs) I don't understand this. (laughs) You know, like I understand it brings you happiness. So maybe that recharges you. But I'm just like, but physically, like that doesn't work. I don't know how to explain it. But like, you know, like some people just when they're home, relaxed, doesn't that recharge you? You know, but then some people are just like, no, I need to go out. I need a party. I need to, you know, it's hard to explain when you've really never when you're not like that. Mm -hmm. Because 
I guess when I'm trying to think about how to put it into words, it's like I'm feeding off of the energy of other people rather than using so much energy of my own. Oh. Yes. Oh my yes. god, that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah I understand, understand. that. Oh. No, because like because I feel like a lot of introverts they like having meaningful conversations, but that meaningful conversation takes a lot of your energy. Right. So when you go out, you are intentional about going out. And I'm not saying extroverted people aren't, but I feel like because introverts don't like going out, when they do go out, like they give their 100% when they go out. So it just uses all of their energy. I'm just going to pro- process what you guys both <laughs> said because everybody knows I'm an extrovert. But it's interesting because, you know, when I do go out, mm-hmm. I will need to prepare the entire day to go out. And maybe this is like the whole ENF, the J mm-hmm. and the A part of me. I'm very planner. Oh. So I need to plan oh. out my energy so I know I won't be cranky and right. like we're all having a good time. Well, yeah, I think this is where my ENFP comes in mm-hmm. is if you tell me night of I have 30 minutes to get ready, like I'm like, okay, I'm down. Yeah. And so, I hate that. oh, I mean, I don't particularly like it, but I also think there's a thrill in being like, fuck it, let's do it. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh, I, I hate, hate being that. Thrilled. Oh my I, God, hate I hate being that. thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. You're like, no surprises. No. So do you think, I'm taking this back to how you said you felt like your parents pushed you to be more extroverted, but then you ended up liking it. So that's what you became. Do you think that's what it is where you are naturally introverted, but because you are pushed to be extroverted, you just are that way. No, I I think I'm an extrovert. Mm -hmm. However, I think I found a love for um, not always wanting to be out. And Mm. like, because I I will say like FOMO and all that was definitely a thing for me. But then I found a love for, yes, like re-energizing myself alone. So like I'm, an extrovert but i think being in syracuse mm-hmm. three thousand miles away from home that's when i really learned how to find other alternatives mm-hmm. in okay re-energizing myself okay so it's like a really good balance that i feel like being east and west coast has helped you find. oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. but i do enjoy like okay because you were saying like how you know introverts you know, when you go out, you're going to give it your all because you're going out mm-hmm. that one time a week and you love the conversations you have because it's intentional. I want to speak for the both of us, Hannah. Like, I feel like we're like that too. I'm trying to trace this back to like both yours and my love for learning. Maybe that's why we like to go out multiple because yeah. th- like, then it gives us more opportunity mm. to be exposed to those types of conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think like for me, like I prioritize me getting re-energized and being home more than the idea of wow, I, something could happen tonight, which is like very weird and it's very like sometimes uh-huh. like oh wow that's not that's so sad you know but I think like I said before like I'm very content with the mundane things in life. I love it. You know, it's and I don't so need anything crazy. <laughs> But I feel like I'm constantly changing, especially like in this season of my life. I am becoming more extroverted just because I'm married. Like, you know, I'm more confident than I used to be. I have a good group of friends that I feel like I can lean on and feel more confident if I were to meet somebody new and reach out. And like, 
it depends on settings too like how i reached out to you and stuff it's like i felt comfortable in that small group where i could do that well circling back to our original question i think one thing that is hard for me to understand and i guess i've just become aware of this recently is i have always had really really high expectations for myself and so tend to kind of have these same expectations for others Mm. like um i don't i don't really know how this is gonna come off but a lot of times i view my friends in just like the best way possible and so don't think that their boyfriends are (laughs) good enough for them Mm. or i think you know you could be doing more or you could be doing this or like trying to get creative and having side projects or even my friends will express to me how they want to start these side projects and i'm like you should do it they're like yeah i should and i'm like yeah but it shouldn't be a should it should be a i'm going to do it mm. and so i guess it's really just understanding recent I've really just understood recently that we're all human. We're all a work in progress. We're all trying to grow and honestly, like, try our best. And, you know, like, I feel like we've said this quite a bit is depending on the season in our life, Mm -hmm. we're going to be a different person and we're dynamic and, you know, we're not so stagnant. So Mm -hmm. I think that's been like a really, really big learning lesson for me. I think when you say like keep like holding people to that high standard, mm. I think for me, I've just realized we all have different values to put it simply. Like mm-hmm. simply put, we all have different values. Meaning I'm never really I I don't like feeling complacent. Right. But some people like they're just happy like i don't know i guess going back to what you said like being happy with the mundane things and i'm always like well in this time i could have done i could have done this and this and this Mm -hmm. right like people just value different things yeah and i think that's something i my personality always like I'm just like, I think my brain, like, although my physical body might not be my, I think my brain is always kind of on that grind. So to me, it's like frustrating sometimes when people are complaining about their unhappiness a little bit. Because you think like, well, you can work on that kind of thing. Like you can, yeah. like it's in your control to change Yeah, because I'm also a problem solver. So it's like, okay, mm. you're unhappy about this. So how can we change that? Like, how can we change that so that you are happy? Yeah. Like, you need to put in the work and, you know, like, so I'm also a very big problem solver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But do you think that's because, like, you mentioned before, you don't like having negative energy more so than even, like, dealing with a problem? Because what if someone was like, you know what, there's this problem in my life, but, you know, I'm just going to try to fix it, try my best, and just have a more positive attitude towards the problem more than, like, a negative. Would you be like, oh, well, okay, that's good. Like, do you think you would react to it if they just had a positive view? But this problem is still there. Okay, in situations like that is where I feel like, oh, I'm not, I'm not as empathetic as, as I wish to be. And so if they're having a positive mindset about it, and, you know, I think being that good friend, significant other, daughter, sister is, yeah, to like, obviously not be 
like negative Nancy, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to encourage them. But naturally, and my more innate response would be problem solving. I feel like I always felt like I was inserting my opinion or giving advice to people when they didn't really ask for it. So something that Mm. I've actually been working on is asking kind of like for their consent. Like I know that sounds like formal, Mm. but I think it's made me feel a lot better in that it like causes me less anxiety because I found that when I am giving unsolicited advice, I tend to overthink it after Mm. the fact. And so I've been trying to... (laughs) practice using i statements and also asking them if they like want my advice or if they want just emotional support in Mm -hmm. that situation because i think there are times when people need more of the emotional support rather than advice Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. maybe emotional support can come before the advice i see and that's how it like i would say that's probably the biggest difference between me and hannah Mm. like a lot of other aspects in our life and the way we grew up we're very similar but i think that aspect of i I would categorize that as being empathetic like just your your ability to look at things in that emotional way and be emotionally present with them or like for them or you know like i feel like i lack that a lot because i'm so Like, like what's the final result me and my sister actually talked about too the emotional part of it and also just the reality and i think that's the split the emotional reality yeah you know Mm. and that's something me and my sister have talked about recently just because when we get into fights we naturally tend to get emotional yeah but then okay so this is the situation imagine i come to you because i'm upset with you about something and i'm like i don't like how you do this 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 you get hurt because you get emotionally hurt because I said it in a certain way. Uh So then you get mad at me like, you don't need to talk to me that way though, right? Uh But then at the end of the day, reality is I got hurt, I'm confronting you. So your emotions come second. Your butt needs to come later. Like, sorry, Uh, but that butt needs to come later, you know? Because this is the problem. Whoa. Oh my god, it's like me and my sister. (laughs) So I hope she listens to this. (laughs) (laughs) Like how you said, like the emotional and then the reality of the situation. Like, yeah. So to just kind of wrap things up a bit, now that we've gotten to know each other, I kind of want to like get advice from you guys. Like, I Mm. feel like you guys have really broadened my perspective on just like everything in my personality Mm. and so like if you guys have advice to offer me and like i can offer you guys advice like i would love it well firstly yeah something i noticed about myself is just being able to utilize my personality right like being aware of that to to then best communicate with my sister but with that being said after getting to know you guys a bit more an advice i'll give Christian, this is like an advice slash challenge almost. Okay. To try to push your limit to see mm-hmm. to see how comfortable you might be in social settings. Mm. You know, I think sometimes like knowing that you're an introvert, like sometimes that can be the excuse of not wanting to go out or not engaging in conversations and events. You know, like oh, I'm an introvert, so oh, yeah, I, yeah, I want yeah. to just stay home. But being able to challenge that, like mm-hmm. for who knows what what could happen that's my advice and challenge for you (laughs) thank you for hannah (laughs) i think 
I definitely think I used to be a people pleaser. Mm. Like, and to a certain extent, I think just because of that cultural influence and generational influence, like, I know I still have, like, a little bit of that. I think there came a point for me when I was alone in Syracuse, though, where there was almost kind of a switch of, like, self-love. Mm. And although I had mentioned the things I want to do are the things like I feel like my duty is to do what my parents want me to do because my happiness comes from their happiness. I understand that. But also like I think I've influenced my parents in a way where they they now understand my happiness is doing where my skill sets lie. Right. So I think you know, with your struggles of being that older sister and, you know, you being so similar to your dad and feeling like you have so much of that responsibility, like, I challenge you to almost make it a knee-jerk reaction to think of what you want before you Mm. think of, like, oh, but, like, is this cool? Is this what's trendy? Like, will... Like, what other people want? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so just, like, thinking about you first. Mm-hmm. well i agree with that <laughs> well actually i wanted to connect what i was gonna say to hannah so like prioritizing what you need in your life but also com- being completely okay with quote unquote like failing because i don't think that you'll mm. ever whoa it's so interesting i saw this like instagram quote it was super cheesy it's like you didn't fail you just well, found not a way that. to not do it correctly Something yeah like that, right yeah. Yeah, yeah you found a way to not do it correctly and like don't be discouraged when you Whoa. don't get your result because at the end of the day for you to get to the place that you want you need to go through all of those to figure out like okay what works and what doesn't work who got the chills raise your hand <laughs> me dang um, i think for julie there are moments when you don't like to think about the negative and just try to be positive and move forward. But I think there is true like power in being vulnerable in your negative emotions because mm-hmm. I feel like that can bring a lot of healing and for you to understand like why do I feel this way and like processing that. And I would just encourage you to not dwell in it in a negative way, but view confronting your own negative emotions in a positive light for you to continue to grow this is hard because i feel like at least for christian this entire podcast like i'm just in shock (laughs) i'm like freaking out like after everything you say i'm like mic drop mic drop like just (laughs) mic drop and dude I know you've been talking about maybe starting a podcast, but you should like really do it. Yeah. <laughs> like hearing you speak, I'm like, ooh, homegirl be <laughs> eloquent. <laughs> like for real. And you just like offer a fresh perspective that I haven't like thought too deeply about. So for Julie, I mean, you said it before, like yourself, like maybe you need a little bit more empathy. Mm. I think a way to do that maybe is if i can insert my opinion (laughs) i give you consent (laughs) thank you is like truly truly thinking about the situation like in the other person's shoes 
because there are external factors that like you've never thought about you know yeah i think my positive mindset i almost like expect that like to be reciprocated Mm -hmm. and that's why like my initial thoughts are like oh my god why did that person say hi back but like i shared what if they have some family situation going on yeah yeah yo we got we got pretty deep (laughs) my brain like hurts (laughs) thank you christian for an amazing episode (laughs) thank you guys for having me i was super nervous i don't know like if i can bring myself to listen to myself later when it comes out we're gonna we're gonna gonna, like just have it playing on our phone hey christian Christian." (laughs) (laughs) but i was i was really happy we got to do this because i feel like through this pod there are a lot of good questions asked and understanding different perspectives is amazing yeah yay wow (laughs) where can the people find you (laughs) and your works nowhere (laughs) (laughs) on this pod only on this pod okay Okay. do you want me to plug you (laughs) plug you in for you yeah 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 julie plugger okay all right so you can find christian on instagram or her works her stickers her artwork at personalized by c the letter c yes and then you can find me on instagram at hannah cat h-a-n-a-k-a-t-t-t and me at b-e-j-u-l-i-f-i-e-d and as far as prugookie pod goes you can find us on instagram at prugookie.podcast on twitter at Podcast. Think that's our episode. Yes. One, two, three. Woo. <laughs> Why do we do the same? <laughs> me do. Me do. Me do. Ready? Okay, wait. One, two, three. Woo. <laughs> I look at you.